fans, we're back for another semester of The Raving Geeks. My name is Jordan Hermony. I am the Editor-in-Chief at CM Life. And I'm Steve Tiemann. I was the host last semester, and they brought me back because I didn't ruin it. Back so. from the dead, both yep. of us. So we are the all-new, all-improved Raving Geeks, Steve and myself. Uh, I was a geek as well uh, for the past two semesters. Took a break last semester because I was off um, learning to be a secret agent in Russia. Okay, studying in Moscow for four months. So now I'm back with all of the Russian secrets of Putin and ready to discuss some comics because apparently they don't really do that over there. So that's that's the that on that. But They just have off-brand Avengers starring Bear Men. Yeah, listen, I'm definitely going to bring that up later because that was a movie I saw on the plane ride home. It was this weird conglomeration of like Avengers mixed with, I don't know, like Guardians of the Galaxy type of thing. Anyways, Wild blew my mind on like, a 14-hour plane ride home while I was already feeling really bad jet lag. So we will definitely get on that. But we're back. We're ready to discuss some news. We have missed. I shouldn't say missed because we were both doing our own thing over the summer. But we have a lot of news, a lot of stuff to catch up on. Um, So I think we're just going to get straight into it. Um, Matthew Vaughn wants to make a brand new Fantastic Four movie. And I am of the opinion that we should never open that Pandora's box. See, I am kind of on the opposite of that on one condition. Okay. Fox doesn't touch it. You sell it back to Marvel, so you're in that interconnected, like that cosmic universe that they've started to introduce with Guardians 2. Okay. They already made a deal to get Ego for Guardians 2. There was like a deal to get, I think they traded Negasonic Teenage Warhead oh, for Deadpool. Boo. Because oh, okay. When, when they made Deadpool, they just liked the name. In mm-hmm. all honesty, they're like, that sounds cool. But her powers were kind of lame, so they're like, we'll give her, like, we just need the right to use the name. And they're like, okay, we'll let you do that if you give us Ego the Living Planet for Guardians of the Galaxy. So we already have that basis of Fox and Marvel talking and making deals and stuff. And we all know that Fantastic Four is now garbage. So what better okay, way okay. to... We now know. Fant- okay, I might also just be a little bit, like, bitter. Fantastic Four has always been garbage, in my opinion. Like The old ones were kind of fun. Kind of silly. Meh, the one with the... Oh, God, I'm blanking on his name, but it had Jessica Alba in it. It had Chris Evans in it before he was, like, Captain America, uh-huh. which is, like, also really weird. And the only way I will support this being a new part of the Marvel franchise is if somehow we get a dude who looks somewhat similar to Chris Evans and then they make some type of joke of like, mm-hmm. hey, you look like eerily similar to Captain America and they do some type of throwback like that. It's the only way. See, see, I'm not super invested in Fantastic Four as like an overall franchise, but like the reason that like I always jump at like the possibility of them getting it back is because Doctor Doom would be an amazing phase four villain. And That's true. I want to see it. I just want to see it because everybody's always like, well, what are they going to do after Thanos? It's there isn't much cosmically bigger than Thanos, so like they could ground it, bring in like Norman Osborn, Victor Von Doom, get us like a legion of supervillains or whatever it's called. Or the Sinister the Six type yeah, of thing. Kind of like that, only like just for everybody to, to deal with instead of just Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. So that or if, I raise you Marvel Zombies. There you go. Marvel Zombies is also the only way. Because here's the thing, our lasting impression of Fantastic Four, or our most recent impression, is Josh Trank's 2015. Fantastic Four, which literally I was looking it up this morning before the show, has a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. Awesome. Oh, my God. It's it's stellar. That was a hard movie to watch, truly. Um, but there are some good things with it. There are some really, really bad things with it. It was super hokey. But what's not hokey, that also just dropped recently, that Punisher trailer. That Punisher trailer was amazing. I kind of, I've always liked Marvel Netflix stuff, but like... 
Luke Cage, I kind of got bored with. Iron Fist, I watched like two episodes and I was like, no. Here's the thing, I can't, happening. I can't look at, uh, I can't look at that actor. What's his name? Finn Jones yep. or something like that. Because literally, all I can see is, um, God, why am I blanking on his name? Loris Tyrell. Loris Tyrell, yeah. I literally just look at him like, Loris, put your shoes back on. I'm like, stop <laughs> it. Just stop it. So, yeah, I've actually never watched. I'm going to just lay this out on the table. First episode. I've never watched a Netflix Marvel show. I have tried. Um, I was told that I need to watch Jessica Jones. I was told that that's like a huge, like, thing that, you know, it's like, especially if you're like, oh, woman, you should definitely watch Jessica Jones. I was just like meh and I was pretty meh on Daredevil and then I heard season two like sucked hardcore season two is about half and half because the Punisher is in Daredevil season two and every episode that he's in is fantastic so if I were you I would watch Daredevil Mm -hmm. the first half of season two of Daredevil okay and Jessica Jones and the Defenders, if you want, because it does all the exposition for Luke Cage and Iron Fist in that. Okay. So because I heard, I heard with that, isn't there like a big thing with Daredevil that there's like a bunch of ninjas and people were criticizing it. They're like, yeah, that's the equivalent of setting something in Japan and like all of the villains are Westerners. And they walk around in like cowboy boots and like lassos yeah, and shit like that. The overarching villain is the Hand, which I guess from the comics is like this. They're like kind of like Hydra only. Ch- Hydra set in like Japan and China, so there's like connections to like the Yakuza okay. and stuff. So there's a lot of ninjas, a lot of Daredevil punching ninjas. But but this Punisher trailer though, Punisher, um, awesome. I thought it was cheesy at first, at first, and then my mind was blown because it opens with uh, Frank playing AKA Shane from The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. AKA why am I blanking on his name? I'm just having John these... Bernthal. Yeah, John Bernthal. I'm having all sorts of blanks, which also we will mention him later when I bring up. Also in connection with sound design, Baby Driver in terms of summer movies that we've watched and want to scream about. But in that same vein, I was like, oh, okay, this is like whatever. He's like playing like Metallica on a guitar. I was like, this is kind of like too edgy 5U, like Hot Topic-esque type of thing. And then all of a sudden it like actually jumped into like the harder guitar part of Metallica and all the gunfire started clicking in with like the really heavy like I can't even do that with like my mouth properly but you know all the, the heavy... really heavy riff that everybody knows from that song yeah they play that along with frank firing a gigantic machine gun at people and it's not even it's just great. that it's like all the um just the cuts were super crisp yep. and i mean if we can expect that from the rest of the series like if this isn't just like oh we're playing around with like like how they did with suicide squad when mm-hmm. they synced that to bohemian rhapsody and i was like oh that's kind of cool i was like that would actually be really neat to see in theaters. And then Suicide Squad was just a big... It <laughs> happened, and it was a garbage film. Yeah, it was... It was. I don't even like to think about that. It's like a, no. a blight in the back of my mind where I just try and, like, repress Suicide Squad from ever happening. Um, but, yeah, no, if they stick with that, or if they at least incorporate that semi-frequently, this might be the first Netflix Marvel show I will have to cave in and watch. That mm. being said... I don't know. Because what I didn't actually see a date on that. It just said 2017, right? It didn't have a drop they date? They haven't told yet, but it's got to be soon. I was going to say, there's only so many months yeah. left in the year. And it looks pretty done. So, so Either way, I'm for it. I really liked The Punisher because Daredevil Season 2 was pretty weak. And that saved Daredevil Season 2, every episode with The Punisher. Really? There's, um, it's a pretty, like... I think I guess it happened in the comics where he has Daredevil chained to a roof. Mm-hmm. And they just have this big argument about like morality and stuff. And he's like... It's almost like a one bad day thing, kind of like Joker, only he's not. He's like, what's the difference between you and me? You Like, I lost everything. You just haven't lost everything yet. You could be me if you if you were pushed that far. Right. And it was just a super cool 
conversation because Daredevil's whole thing is morality and like his like Catholic guilt. And all oh that. yeah, so, all that good Catholic guilt. Yeah, know very much so, about that from contrast. attending Catholic school. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> but anyways, speaking of bringing things back from the dead, which probably should stay that way not sure but linda hamilton returning to the terminator franchise question mark so yeah i just heard about this and put it down for news like hey people like terminator kind of i mean listen i'm actually a huge fan of uh i know i've talked about on the show before but i'm a huge fan of like a lot of like i don't know how to describe it but like the mech genre so like i'm a big fan of crap with robots mm-hmm. um, I'm a big fan of like especially robots fighting so like Pacific Rim was like right yep, up my alley um, the different types of anime I watch are all differently like mech animes so like Gundam or like Zoids stuff like that um, so I'm a big fan of Terminator but I was reading online again a little bit ago that um, there's gonna be a new trilogy of Terminator films or at least that's yeah. like the idea behind this the rights are going back to James Cameron I think yeah in the next couple of years so he's like all right we're rebooting right. or something but here's the thing is how old even is Arnold Schwarzenegger I genuinely 60s or 70s he's pretty old I definitely like don't know how they're gonna like continue to like push this like right. here's aren't unless they're gonna like Carrie Fisher circa Rogue one him where they're gonna like make him look younger or like that's gonna be tough to sell for every movie. Maybe like bring back like say like oh this is the original Terminator from like you know in Terminator Two when John Connor was that like wily teenager or whatever yeah. and like Arnold Schwarzenegger throws himself in a vat of lava and he's like oh John like be good like I'm your father figure like yeah. type of thing. Um, unless they give us back some type of hard sell that like oh like a really old version of Terminator survived and like this is him now and somehow he mm-hmm. aged. And they kind of did that. Mark. They like, kind of did that with Genesis, I think. I haven't seen the whole thing, but like But they're scrapping Genesis for this. Yeah, I mean so. like it's been done, so will they do it again? Who's to say? I I just like the first couple Terminators and the rest I could take or leave. I'm going to so. keep my eye on it just because I love being disappointed. No, I don't. But that I'm feeling like that's what we're going to get. The only thing that's really going to make me lose my mind is, granted, we also just had one, but if we have a RoboCop reboot, because RoboCop is my guilty pleasure. RoboCop is 100% my guilty pleasure, um, even though it's absolute garbage. Has not dated well. Has Listen, listen. There is nothing better than at the end of RoboCop when he's fighting that weird, like, street sweeper thing that has, like, the minigun attached to it, and he literally is, like, running up and down stairs, and it just falls over, so he wins. That sounds like good. It's so... It's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's definitely up there as, like, cult film. Alright. Well, next bit of news. In the line <clears throat> of cult me. film, yeah, Warcraft got... coming back. Yep. So... I don't know. What's your personal take? I on know this? you weren't too thrilled. Personally, to me, it looked like Alicia Vikander jumping from things in the movie. But I mean, you're not wrong. It looks <laughs> it looks fine. Mm. We're we're gonna get a good video game movie eventually. There's gonna be one. It's gonna happen. So, but that was my problem though. Is it's like if I want to play Alicia Vikander jumping from things, I will actually pick up Tomb Raider or Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yeah. Like. She looked like her to a t- to almost a T, which yeah. is like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, like, it does look a lot like the reboot, which blah, I think blah, they're blah. pulling it from. But I don't know. Like to me, it's like if I want to play, if I want to watch a video game, I will play the video game. Mm-hmm. Like there's only like very few video games where like I would support like a movie adaptation for. Granted, I don't know how they do it. Like games like I Mass would, Effect. I would or, say like, The Last of Us, and then I saw yeah. Lo- and then I saw Logan. So yeah. I got Last of Us basically, mm-hmm. and that's kind of in development hell. 
at the moment because I've been. Yeah, well, I mean, like, there's certain games that like would be fantastic as movies, personally. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, especially because Angelina Jolie is so iconic as Tomb Raider, um, there's there was a trilogy of films for that. I know I've at least seen two of them. Yeah, they made a decent amount of money. <laughs> yeah, and they weren't point. poor films. They weren't bad by any stretch of the imagination, or at least the two that I remember seeing. I don't know. Maybe they're just dating well in my memory. But um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on this whole like rebooting and like rebooting and continuing to reboot? Because to me, I feel like there needs to be a wider berth between. Yeah, that's definitely a good point. Um, I feel like the Tomb Raider thing. Like, look, I've just seen them on TV every now and then. It's like, oh, yeah, they made Tomb Raider movies at one point when part of Lara Croft's thing was the video game designers like made her boobs really big just to be funny. And now it's like a grounded combat thriller adventure kind of like nathan drake which they're also making a movie of they're making an uncharted movie Ooh, with, i'm gonna have to look into that then uh tom holland's playing young nathan drake i don't know who's playing regular age huh but um i mean look it's fine we're gonna, it's gonna be another adventure film even if it's not a good video game adaptation it'll be a cool british chick running around with ice picks jumping off stuff i guess i don't know i'm just in the mood to be wowed and i was not wowed with that similarly because especially that played as a trailer uh, before our main segment, which we're talking about, Kingsman, mm-hmm. The Golden Circle. <sighs> Another thing I wanted to be wowed by, but I was just so apathetically watching that film. I was like, at one point I was like, I just want to go home, kind of. <laughs> but I spent the $9, so I'm just going to continue to sit here and let this happen. So first, before my bitter, ancient soul takes hold of this and I just rip it to shreds, please, Steve, tell me how you are feeling well, about this. Um. I really liked the first one. First Kingsman is really good. Um, oh yeah, definitely. And I was excited going into this. I was like, "Oh, cool, the Statesman. That's a cool way to that's that's a cool way to take it." Because we all wondered, like, oh, "What's America doing?" Because they mentioned it's kind of global. So the Statesmen were kind of cool. I thought they were underused. Definitely. Um, by the way, spoilers for all this. Oh yeah. Okay. Spoiler alert. We will be discussing the film. Um, if you want, fast forward. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how far ahead, but want. we will be discussing pertinent plot points of the film so yeah but to so, continue uh yeah i mean I, I did enjoy it i could have enjoyed it more uh what, what did i say earlier the statesmen were underused some of the plot points seemed a little much there mm-hmm. were too many plot points me and bryce talked about that a little bit because we saw it on friday yeah i went and saw it with mitchell one of our other news editors last night so but, i've had a little less of a digestion time on it but i i mean it was it was just like a fun Adventure spy movie, not a whole lot of, not a whole lot of thought put into it. I guess just in terms of innovating from the first one, it was fine. That's the thing, though, is like I went in there like completely wowed by the first one. Kingsman one was something we hadn't seen before, which was refreshing. Um, I know it's based off of a comic series, but they took it in a way that both incorporated this kind of like larger than life comic feel about it. Especially with like the first one, we had those like CGI bar fight scenes where. Like, the camera angles, it happened twice. There was a CGI bar fight scene and a bar, uh, scene in a church oh, where yeah. they were all fighting to Leonard Skinner's Freebird, which was amazing. It was absolutely, like, just hats off. Um, and it was this weird type of filming where it looked digital, it looked fake, but it was real yeah, at like the same time. Yeah, surreal. So, yeah, it, was, it gave you that very, like, surrealist comic booky feel where you're like, okay. But then it would snap back to, like, your normal type of of filming and and your movie would progress until the next time it would come up. My problem with this film was in order, one, spoilers, um, 
they killed off way too many people. They killed off way too many people who we had, like, gotten a chance to identify with in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just felt like their deaths were really cheapened. You were never given, a, like, an emotional chance to kind of, like, sit down and be like, wow, okay, spoilers, Roxy's dead and JB's dead and now Merlin's dead. Like, wow, like, I don't have any, like, emotional, like, right. chance to kind of digest that. Um, and then they didn't really give us time to bond with any of the new people. Like... Ginger Ale, Halle, Berry, Halle Berry's character was, like, pretty cute. She was, like, the statesman version of, of Merlin, who was Mark Strong's character. Um, she was adorable, but we really only saw her for, like, two minutes on screen, which mm-hmm. is another thing that, sorry, I have, like, so many thoughts on this movie. But that was another thing that kind of annoyed me was that so far we've only ever seen two female, like, spy characters in that movie. We had Roxy, who was the British version of, of Halle, Berry, Halle Berry's character, and then we had Halle Berry. Roxy was killed off immediately in this one, and Halle Berry's character was Didn't a glorified secretary until, like, the last five minutes of the film where, like, wow, one of our agents died, so now you're being promoted. And she just, like, takes a shot with the boys, and it's like, ha, 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 good old times. And it's like, all right, that's tokens. cool, I guess. Hooray for your one female character and an actress, because apparently we're all just switch-outable. Um... Yeah, no, I don't know. I felt the plot was a little ham-fisted. For those of you who don't know, it revolves around this group called the Golden Circle, um, led by Julian Moore's character, Poppy. She is um, a drug kingpin who distributes uh, different strains of marijuana, heroin, cocaine. Um, she alludes to the fact that she is, like, the richest businesswoman in the entire world, um, but she's angry because none of her stuff is legal. So she infects all of her strains of drugs with this thing called the Golden Circle disease, um, which if you smoke, inject, inhale, whatever, these drugs, you end up with these like blue blotch marks on your face um, to the point where you develop this mania, then you get paralyzed, and then you die. Um, and she will only release the antidote if... Uh, the president, who's very heavily alluded to kind of be like this, like, Trump type of Jeff Sessions hybrid, uh, says, you know, war on drugs is is over. Uh, you can enter the drug market and also have amnesty for all of your people who infected all of these, uh, all these individuals who are using drugs. Uh, spoiler alert, he doesn't do that because it's supposed to be a Trump-Jeff Sessions hybrid. So thought that was ham-fisted. I don't know. I was just, I really wanted to be wowed. There was like one or two points where like I genuinely laughed in that movie, but yeah, I think um, it kind of cheapened the plot of the first movie. Like oh, definitely because um, Colin Firth's character Harry is back with which isn't a with spoiler eye patch glasses because he's in all the trailers. But the statesman learned how to cure gunshot wounds to the head, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So in the first movie, Samuel L. Jackson shoots Colin Firth like point blank in the head, and then. They should like cut to a flashback where the statesmen immediately show up in a helicopter, which I need to go back and watch the first one if that helicopter comes in at the end of that scene. Yeah, I'm not. It. I'm not sure because I was also thinking that where I was like, "Wow, I should go back to see if I hear like helicopter blades or not." Because that would be a cool continuity thing. But if they doesn't matter. So they basically fix him, but he has amnesia, and just the fact that he's like back, and then later in the movie they like they'll say, "Oh, Galahad," and they'll both stand up because that's like their call sign because they're like knights. I just feel like it, it cheapened the whole thing of because when Colin Firth died, it kind of made Eggsy like mature and like finally fully accept. Okay, I'm a Kingsman now because yeah. he was just this like chav, at our governor, yeah, I'm a bruv, nick your car, type bruv, of thing. yeah, stuff like that. And then he just kind of 
over the course of the film, he started to like turn into this more gentleman spy stereotype. But then when Harry died, it finally like he's like, okay, now I'm a Kingsman. And then bringing him back kind of cheapened that, I think. They also never answered that question of like who's the real Galahad because they were like, yeah. oh, we'll figure that out later. I thought they and then were... like that never actually got figured yeah. out. I thought so... they would make Harry Arthur. Yeah, Arthur is like the code name of like M. Yeah, M. Yeah, and they were which just... I also thought was funny because that was the guy who played Dumbledore. Yeah, I noticed that. And that, that was like out of left field where I was like, wow, okay, Dumbledore is leading the Kingsmen. They were this probably is like, wild. They were like, probably like, what other old British people can we get that aren't Michael Caine? Because he was in the last one. Uh, hey, <laughs> Dumbledore's <laughs> kicking around somewhere. Find it's him. Either that or find out whoever the hell fudges and just like import yeah. him in. Because like there's like five, there's five actors in all of all of England. I'm sincerely convinced, and two of them are Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman. Because apparently they're also in everything. So, but um, yeah, no, I felt like it did a really poor job with tying back in. Because like last movie too, there was a really big like tie on like becoming yourself and, like, family and stuff like that. And, like, Eggsy's family was such a big part of the last one. Like, he definitely wanted to be, like, there for his mom, who's getting beaten up by her new husband, and, like, he had a baby sister. And, like, they were never mentioned once. Mm -hmm. There was, like, one quick cut at the very end during, like, a wedding scene. Um, They were there. They were there. The mom mom was. was. Yeah, I was like, okay, so you're just going to leave your infant child wherever. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it's cool. It's, It's whatever. It's just a baby. But, yeah, no. Also... Not spoiler, spoiler, like, the whole relationship he had with... The end of the first one, where there's, like, that gag where, like, he saves the princess of, like, Sweden, Nor- Sweden Denmark, Norway, somewhere. Some Scandinavian. Yeah, some Scandinavian country. Um, And she has this, like, one-liner that, like, everybody busted a gut at because it was, like, so out of left field where she was like, yeah, if you save the world and come back and save me, we can do anal. And he was like, what? And, like, everybody else in the theater was kind of like, What? And so, like, that startled a lot of laughs out of people who were like, okay, like... And now they have a wonderful, loving yeah, relationship. Yeah, and now they have a wonderful, loving relationship. And and Eggsy is getting married to her and is now the prince of some Scandinavian country. Which also, how are you the prince of a Scandinavian country and a super spy? Yeah. So, so many unanswered questions. It sounds very Archer now that I think about it. Yeah, no, it does. Um, Which also kind of made me laugh. I don't know. I personally would say, don't waste your money on it. Just find a way to <coughs> torrent it <coughs> or just wait until it inevitably comes out on Netflix or somewhere. Yeah, I Some, had, somewhere I had, no, else. I had an okay time with it. I thought it was fine. But the one thing, this is not original. I saw it on YouTube, but I'm going to talk about it. Um, a lot of people are saying that Kingsman is going to affect how James Bond continues in the future because like, it's gone from like kind of serious with like Connery and then it went through like Roger Moore and Pierce Brosnan, where it was like kind of more lighthearted and silly. Yeah, we had and like Octo Pussy and yeah. stuff like that. It's like your then title. <laughs> we got Daniel Craig being sad and drowning people in sinks, and it's really dark and gritty, and he's yeah. just a stone cold killer now. But I feel like because of how successful Kingsman One was, and I mean this made money. People people do enjoy Didn't this. Didn't this beat it out at the box office this I weekend? I think it did. It beat because there was a stupid Lego Ninjago movie that dropped, and then it has been out for like yeah, a couple two weeks. weeks, three weeks now. So I think it kind of got dethroned by Kingsman, but I'm really curious to see how long Kingsman lasts because this was its first weekend. Yes. So, I mean, you and I jumped the gun, saw that immediately, mm-hmm. but it's, it'll be interesting once people start seeing it and if they're like, it was Schmidt, like yeah. if that's going to just like hard drop off and tank. But mm-hmm. Continue with the Bond idea. But, yeah, um, Kingsman has this whole, just this 
it kind of made a name for itself being like really saturated colors and it's fun and there's a lot of CGI, but it's still kind of a serious spy movie as opposed to James Bond where it's, again, more broody and dark and he drowns people in sinks. That's like the first impression I have of like, oh, what do you think of Daniel Craig's Bond? Just <laughs> just him choking a guy to death in the beginning of Casino Royale yep. and watching Ava Green suffocate underwater sure, in an sure. elevator. Yeah, no, but, I don't know how much that'll an effect that yeah. would have because it's almost like that antithesis where you're like, oh, hey, like, I don't like this, like, silly, lighthearted well, spy stuff. Like, I'll tell you why they went to Daniel Craig, Jason Bourne. Because at first, well, earlier, like, in the 2000s and stuff, they were still kind of more silly with, like, Pierce Brosnan and stuff. Yeah. And then you get Matt Damon beating a guy with a newspaper, and they're like, huh, people like darker, more grounded spy movies. Let's make Daniel Craig more grounded, and it's, like, more action, and mm-hmm. he's, it's, like, more gritty and stuff. So they kind of... They're kind of playing Keeping Up with the Joneses a little bit, which is kind of sad because James Bond is, like, the original cool spy movie. Mm-hmm. But just to, like, for the sake of, I guess, staying relevant or, like, staying competitive at the very least, I think they're going to take at least part of what Kingsman is doing and say, okay, how can we incorporate this well into Bond movies without having it CGI parasailing on a tidal wave like Pierce Brosnan did. Right. Yeah. yeah no. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes because Daniel Craig is going, coming back for one more Bond film. But after that, who's to say? Yeah. I like Idris Elba before it, but that's, mm. that's me. And it's curious. I don't know. I'm very interested to see how both of these franchises, because I almost felt like Kingsman ended to the point where it was like, we could make a third one if yeah. we wanted to, because, spoilers, Channing Tatum ends up in England with a funny little hat. With a little bowler hat. With a little funny little bowler hat. And, um, yeah, no, I, I feel like I would want to watch, like, the misadventures of Channing Tatum in England. Yeah, that would be cool. Like, that would be something that I'd be like, okay, like, that would probably be the only way you would wrap me back in for a third one. I don't care about the princess. I don't care about him being a prince. I'm starting not to care about, like, Harry anymore. Like Tired of pugs. The, a little Get bit, yeah. Here. That was that was cheapened. That was cheapened. <laughs> um, I don't want to hear any more dumb John Denver song. Okay, I love John Denver, but like, I don't want to hear any more John Denver songs butchered by Mark Strong in the film. Yeah, that, that was wasn't good. that was difficult to watch. I truly like just looked down. I would not look at the screen. I had such bad secondhand embarrassment. What did you think about Elton John playing piano in a bird costume? That was funny. Um, and there was one scene where like all of a sudden his character just like swoops in and like out of nowhere and like almost looks like a cutout. And I was just like, I am, I truly think I'm tripping out during this film right now. Like, none of it made sense. Also, I'm really sad because not even Pedro Pascal could save this movie for me. Yeah. I'm, as a huge Game of Thrones fan, Oberyn was my boy for the longest time. Um, and especially because I felt cheated as they as they totally butchered the Dorne plot in Game of Thrones. But we're not talking about Game of Thrones. Anyways, Pedro Pascal, my boy, couldn't even save this film, which is really sad because I felt like him and Channing Tatum were underutilized and basically all of Statesmen were underutilized. It For was sure. yeah. We could have done so much more with that, but we didn't. So sigh. I guess, yeah, we'll just have to move on. And by moving forward, we are actually going to be moving backwards a little bit. Um real quick we're going over some of our uh, summer flicks that we definitely love them, leave them type of thing. Except for these, all of them, I'm pretty sure. I don't know about you, but mine, I'm all talking about summer flicks that I saw that were really good for me. One of them that was really kind of weird. I'm just going to run down them quick because I'm sure most people have seen them. Baby Driver, starring John Hamm, um, Ansel Angort, Kevin Spacey. Uh, 
killer sound design. That's what I was talking about earlier when we were talking about the Punisher trailer, where if you've seen the Punisher trailer and you saw everything sync up, um, Baby Driver is like that, but for like two straight hours. It's fantastic. Yep, real good. It's wonderful. Um, Alien Covenant is my like schmeh kind of leave them movie. I will admit I've only ever seen this movie in Russian, so can't actually say how good it is in English, but the dialogue was simplistic enough that me, as somebody who has never spoken Russian prior to January, uh, by whenever that came out, when was that, like, early May? I don't remember. Something like that. Anyways, by early May, I could understand about 95% of that movie, um, complete with the weird scene with Michael Fassbender making out with himself. So I would say that that was a schmeh movie that definitely, like, hyped up and then fell hella short. Um, and then final film, that's my weird, like, meh, like, see it on a whim just because it's weird, is the Russian Avengers film that I was talking about earlier. It's called Zashniki. Uh, it's Russian for uh, Guardians. It is literally as if somebody smashed Guardians of the Galaxy and Avengers together. You have a girl who turns invisible in water. You have a dude who looks like Bucky Barnes, who's like a samurai. You have some rock dude who's, like, tough, but he looks kind of like Sean Connery a little bit. And then you have... A literal man who could turn into a literal bear who wields a giant Gatling gun. The most Russian superhero. The most all. Russian superhero I have ever seen. And the plot makes zero sense. And it's about an hour and 45 minutes long. And I was even watching it with subtitles. So it wasn't like I was trying to keep up with it. But wow. I would just say just for sheer laughs, Sashniki, uh, we can definitely comment on on what that spelling is or how to find it. I will post a link to our Twitter. But yeah, those are my three summer Love them, leave them, see it just because type of thing. All right. So um, mine lo- absolutely loved Spider-Man Homecoming. It was probably It's probably one of my favorite Marvel movies now. Great Spider-Man movie. Tom Holland, everybody killed it. Keaton's a great vulture. It sets up the possibility of Miles Morales in the future. Loved it. Gets a cool Infinity War kind of sneak at the end with the Iron Spider suit. Not too much Iron Man in it. Great Marvel film. Go see it. If you haven't, you probably have. Um, Logan Lucky kind of surprised me how much I liked it. It's like the, it's a heist film with Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, Daniel Craig playing a crazy Southern man who blows stuff up. Really funny. There's a whole bit in it where it's like they're discussing how they're gonna break into this vault, and it's like a hard cut to Daniel Craig drawing a really complicated math equation on the wall with some chalk, explaining everything about it, and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. And then lastly, um. I didn't really have any Leave It films, so I'm just going to talk about Wonder, Wonder Woman real quick. DC, you finally got one. <laughs> Good job. That being said, if it was a Marvel movie, it would be an okay Marvel movie because it was really origin story, run of the mill, blue right. light at the end. It was, it was still good. Don't get me wrong. Some of you who know that I'm paid by Marvel will be like, you're just hating on DC. Look, kind of. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, for the last couple, like, blanks that DC has fired, like... Wonder Woman was was good yeah, for was. them, especially because like we've yet to see a solo like female film from Marvel, so oh, it was yeah. it was kind of nice to get that little like wow we're finally clawing ourselves out and of it, this like hyper masculine superhero and hole. It's like hey, it can be done. You can make a good superhero movie starring a woman. So yeah. Marvel, get Captain Marvel going. It's gonna be good. Black Widow. But yeah, that too. So anyways, I there's think... so many people you could choose from. She Hulk, Black She-Hulk Widow. Would be cool. Whatever, but anyways. Feige kind of confirmed Black Widow, or it's at least they're talking about it, so maybe Phase 4. Eh, but, but we'll see. So, But yeah, uh, Wonder Woman, pretty good. In, in, in the nature of time, because I know we're kind of running a little long here, 
I know we just kind of like blistered through our summer movies, uh, just like how our summer kind of blistered by pretty quickly. Um, looking forward, uh, we're starting a new little segment uh, that we basically just give us our, our recs or, you know, kind of like what's on your mind. What have you been watching? What are you reading type of thing? Um, so, Steve, what have you been watching and reading recently? Well, um, in anticipation for Thor Ragnarok, I read an issue of Planet Hulk. Because if you go to Five Below, they have those $5 for five comic books from Marvel. So I did that. Oh, really? And Yeah, at least the one in Lansing. Huh. So there was a Planet Hulk one in there, and I read it. It was pretty good. And now I am I was ready for Thor. I'm still ready for it. It's going to be great. It's just made you more ready. It's more, yeah. And then what else? I have it here. Um, I played... It's kind of for video games, too. We're not going to talk about video games a whole lot. But this weekend, I played a little bit of the beta for Ghost Recon Wildlands, their Ghost War PvP mode. It was fine. Uh, for those of you who are like big Call of Duty or Battlefield people, it's different than that. It's more tactical. It's four on four. So there's a lot of communication in your team. And it's it's just different. It's going to take some getting used to if you're used to like legitimate first person, first person shooters. But yeah, I liked it. It was fine, I guess. Yeah. Kind of keeping up with that like comics thing. Um... For those of you who don't know, um, I, <laughs> in high school, I was mega, mega, like, emo trash. I, I loved, like, My Chemical Romance and stuff like that. But um, in that vein, that, that's not an unrelated note, um, My Chemical Romance's lead singer, uh, Gerard Way, is actually the lead, like, storyboard artist and creator on a comic series called The Umbrella Academy. Oh, wow. Um, he actually is also doing Doom Patrol right now. He has He's like a major, major Dark Horse uh, contributor. Um, but Umbrella Academy, it has two... Um, it has two uh, trades out right now. Um, I actually own both of them if you would be interested in borrowing any. But, um, so you have Umbrella Academy, you have Umbrella Academy Dallas, and it's basically kind of like... Uh, I would say X-Men meets kind of like Edgar Allan Poe. Um, you have five kids who were all born at the exact same time on the exact same day in different parts of the world, um, who, I forget if it's five or six, but yeah, it's, you have a bunch of kids who were born on the exact same time, the exact same day, and only like five of them were found and they were all given numbers and they were all trained to be superheroes by a guy named Reginald Hargrave and a bunch of stuff happens. It's wild. They have a a monkey butler who, they have a, a little boy who travel through time. They have... Uh, a girl who's like a it sounds really weird but i promise it's not she is a human violin who if played correctly actually ha- possesses like the frequency to destroy the world hmm. um and that's actually the entire premise of the first one uh the first umbrella academy trade the second one is actually revolving around the jfk assassination okay good um and so they're coming out with a new trade um i believe it's umbrella academy 3 hotel oblivion that's been in talks it's supposed to release in 2018 in the meantime though um in in the vein of talking about Netflix, they're actually gearing up to have a Netflix show released in 2018. So I've been following that. Um, Gerard Way has been at a comic convention these past couple of days, has been pretty tight-lipped on it because he's been touring with Doom Patrol. But I'm super, super stoked for it. I've been following this thing since the very beginning. And I just, every time I get a chance to talk about it, I always try and just push, push, push it because um, the art is weird. The storyline is like fascinatingly weird um and if you're just looking for a different vein of of comics like you still are interested in that like superhero but like you're tired of like your run-of-the-mill like bat biff boom pow type of like comics like definitely give umbrella academy a read i would say cool so 
All right, that'll about do it for the geek stuff. Uh, Jordan, where can people find us? Well, they can find us on Facebook at Raving Geeks or on Twitter, also at Raving Geeks, all one word. We're also available on iTunes under CM Life's podcast, where we have a couple of different good ones out there. We have a news one, we have a WWE one, we have our our maroon and bold. Um, but for us, you can find us there as well. Find us on cm-life.com. Yeah, definitely tweet at us if we miss something. We can talk about it next week. Uh, Fan mail. Hate mail, fan mail, fan mail, hate mail. Send us hate mail. That'd be fun. Honestly, I would love it. Now, all the time working here, I've never had hate mail. So, I mean, that's a good and a bad thing. Yeah. But, anyways, until next time, geek fans, you can find us right here next week, same bat time, same bat channel.